Welcome to Catholic Radio for Katie Anna's presentation of Cajun Catholics. Here's your host, Todd Citron. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit, amen. Amen. Lord, thank you for this day. Thank you for uh, for Todd and, and his ministry and, and his business. Bless uh, all of Lafayette and all of our Christian brothers and friends. Uh, thank you for giving us the ability uh, to speak, but also to, to learn and to listen. Amen. In your name we pray. In the name of the Father, Son, Holy Spirit, amen. You're listening to Cajun Catholics. I'm your host, Todd Citron. Excited today to have Mr. Andrew Robertson. He is a Lafayette entrepreneur, highly recommended by Father Shu to be here today, and uh, just happy to have you on the show. Yeah, thanks for having me. It's Welcome, good Andrew. So tell us a little bit about yourself. Yeah, yeah. I grew up I grew up in South Louisiana. I grew up in Lafayette. My dad was a college football coach. It was uh, what was USL mm-hmm. at the time, and my mom was from Crowley, Louisiana. Uh, so I was part C- grew up part Cajun and part hillbilly. My dad was <laughs> originally from Chattanooga, Tennessee. Really? Uh, yep. And uh, yeah, had a great life growing up. I have three younger sisters, um, all smarter and prettier than me. <laughs> and uh, went to school at A and M and got got a lot of family jokes about that. But, uh, <laughs> but uh, yeah, had a great time there. And then moved around the country working. I started my career in finance. So. Okay, so tell me, um, is your dad being from Tennessee, was he is he Catholic? Was he Catholic? He wasn't. Yeah. Uh, actually, Father Green, who ironically gave me my first communion, gave my dad his first communion as well. So wow. when my dad came to Lafayette um, to coach at USL, Father Green came out to practice and introduced himself. And then my dad introduced Father Green to the team as the team chaplain and said he'll be traveling to every game far and away with us so i think i think father green got more than than he asked for in that in that situation but um they became really good friends and um he my dad uh and i came into the he came into the church at the same time i got my first communion wow so those of you who are for unfamiliar with saint thomas more you always there's a lot of forks in the road prior to so i need to know where did you go to elementary school Oh yeah. Well, I went to every private school except for Turlings in really? Lafayette. Yeah, I started out at Asbury. I went to Fatima uh, through second grade, then Ascension. Ascension wow. in those days ended at that time. Went to ESA for a couple of years, Cathedral, and then St. Thomas More. Go ahead, man. Yeah. You made the gamut. That's impressive. That running, is very impressive. Yeah. I'm trying to run for private city uh, mayor, so <laughs> private school mayor. <laughs> All right, and so, um, well, tell me a little bit about uh, your faith life, because you and I haven't met prior to today, but uh, again, um, I know that you have a deep faith, and, and I want you to share that with us today. Tell us where that comes from. Yeah, absolutely. I, I think it's uh, it, it wasn't one event in my life. Um, it was, a, you know, people talk about a journey, but not to be cliche, but it's been that. started with parents who, who raised us in the church. We never missed you know, Sunday Mass and, and saw them pray growing up. Went to a multitude of retreats. I guess that was a, a theme in my life. Uh, the retreat was always important, even from eighth grade with SDM kids coming to cathedral or doing stuff. And you know, I remember sitting around with small groups back then, asking, you know, trying to have the courage to talk. And then, you know, it wasn't cool to talk as a guy. Most of the girls talked most of the time. But <laughs> but, um, but yeah, so went to a confirmation retreat. Um, really enjoyed St. Thomas More. That was really formative. Had a lot of great teachers there that helped helped us grow in our faith or get the basics, I guess I'd say. And really learned um, kind of on the fly. We went to a couple of Young Life camps growing up. That was really impactful. 
Uh, by the time I was a senior, there seemed to be kind of a fork in the road, like you talk about. I mean, um, there was the the lifestyle that you know you you kind of hang out with buddies and you know, uh, sorry, mom, you drank a little beer and right, uh, right. <laughs> underage, and and that was one thing. And then the, and there was this other thing at STM and, and these um, callings to be, you know, something a little bit better. And uh, by the time I was a senior, I was really looking for that campus ministry. Uh, I didn't do campus. I ministry. love it. Yeah, you I know, I, so yeah. many guests come on the show that are really amazing St. Thomas More graduates that are so deep in their faith, and like none of them went through campus <laughs> ministry. It's funny. I, think I it's couldn't live thing. up to it. <laughs> I, I wanted to say if I was gonna, I was going to follow through if I wanted to do something. Right? So I didn't. I didn't know if I could follow through. But. Well, we didn't have it when I graduated from STM, but I would not have been in it. I can assure you. Yeah. You know, it yeah. It wasn't a, a, a cool thing, I guess. Yeah. Um, but so. I, I, yeah, I, I came back from senior trip, and uh, a buddy of mine, Rick Kennedy, and I were friends. We played basketball with a guy named Philip Brubacher. Yeah, he was about three years older than us. Phil was a guest uh, on the show. He an awesome guy, mm-hmm. and um, you know, really, I said, "Hey, Rick, you know, Phil's doing a, a praise and worship night at St. Mary's. Let's go." And uh, we went, and it was a ten-person Bible study. So it was, uh, Rick was upset with me because uh, <laughs> it was a little more intimate. And he had it with ten people instead of two hundred. You have to share. So, uh, <laughs> but from that moment on, it really kind of set me on a different path. So when I went to AM, I got involved in the Catholic Student Center there, and that really kind of transformed. Well, me. I'm a Tiger fan and, and a Tiger yeah. graduate, and yeah. uh, and I knew today you. Had, I, one thing I knew about you that you were an A&M grad, but and I've heard they have a phenomenal Catholic uh, program. Is it, that's true? Huh? Oh, it's A&M, amazing. Yeah. To, our two priests there, both the main priests and the uh, associate pastor, are both now bishops um, wow. in, in the Catholic Church, and and really impacted a lot of us young guys that were there. I met 15 of my best friends through the church, um, and then really. You know, set us up for life in terms of community and and that stuff. But yeah, that we got involved in this thing called Aggie Awakening, which is actually ironically started by Bishop Sam Jacobs. That concept, that retreat, yeah. um, and that had a big impact on us and, and stuff like that. Yeah, and I know LSU has Tiger Awakenings because my kids have gone through that. They yeah. didn't have that when I was there either, and I yeah. wouldn't have been in it, I'm sure. But yeah, yeah. But you know, uh, it is very much like Curcio because uh, I've I've heard my children speak of it. I guess have you made Curcio or not? No, I haven't. All right, that's on something we got to put on your agenda. Yeah, tell my wife. <laughs> children? You got children? We have uh, three young boys. We have uh, eight-year-old Sam, a five-year-old Britt, and a two-year-old going on 14, James. Nice. And then we're expecting a baby girl here in a month. So All right. So I like to ask our guest, um, and you sound like you, you, you attended some church in college. I did not so much. Uh, but did you pray for a spouse and t- tell the audience uh, like how you guys met? Yeah, that's a great question. So, yeah, we, um, yeah, I, I guess on and off, I've prayed for a spouse. Um, my sisters and my mom maybe have prayed more. <laughs> and that sure. was a, I'd call it a process of elimination in terms of uh, <laughs> really not from my perspective, but from their perspective. So, they, um, you know, that in our family, it was, you know, very family centric. And so, my wife Liz and I met when I moved back home. Um, all of my buddies were married. And so, I'm sure I was distracting their. All of my f- buddies' wives, you know, there. I was distracting their husbands, so mm-hmm. it was a hey. Mm-hmm. There was there was a massive search going on uh, for, <laughs> to to help to help me. But um, I met my wife Elizabeth Liz. Uh, we actually ironically grew up together, went to grade school together. She was a year older than me, 
uh, I was in school with uh, her sister actually. And, um, yeah, we reconnected through friends. Mm. Um, and Back then, here in Lafayette. Yeah. My, I had some cousins out of, I have 51st cousins and they, they know how exuberant I can get. So they said, you know, Drew, you got to take it easy. You know, don't, you know, overwhelm, you know, don't, you know, whatever. So I think I, we went to New Orleans Mardi Gras or something. And I professed my love like on the first date. Um, oh, over beautiful. a balcony, yeah. Well, it, and they were like, "You're gonna scare her away." So she stuck around and stuck through the ups and downs. So <laughs> it worked out. Well, okay. So um, you know, uh, what? So I guess I would ask the question that my mother would ask, and maybe your mother would ask, and and say, "Was she? Is she Catholic?" Like when you start to date someone, did you get that at your home? Yeah, yeah. So yeah, we got that uh, for sure. And uh, her, her. She, we actually got married in the church. At a, we got married in New Orleans because uh, she was doing her residency there. She's a pediatric allergist. And she was doing her residency at Austin Tulane. Um, and the church that we got married in, her grandmother, it was her great-grandmother that saw her grandmother in mass. And her grandmother wasn't Catholic at the time. She was candy striping at one of the hospitals. And she pointed her out to her son, who was a doctor, and they, so her grandmother and her granddad got together through that very, that Mac of Conception in New Orleans. Yeah, yeah. So, I know that church. So that's where, yeah, so we got married there. On Barone Street. That's right, right across from the Roosevelt. So we, uh, our first date was at Dominica, right across the street. That so is so cool. So neat. do you know the big guardian angel above the altar up there? The yeah. big, you familiar with that? Mm-hmm. My, 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 one of my ancestors donated that to the church. Really? Yeah, my mom used to always tell that story. My, my family uh, spent a lot of time in New Orleans because of Ford. Yeah. Ford had a, a factory back in the day. They built parts back in the day uh, on, on one of the banks of the river. And my grandfather, Brown Forte, worked for the Ford Motor Company, and my mother grew up and went to her salon. And, yeah, yeah. You know, uh, we love that church, been in that church many times, had uh, some supernatural things going on in there. That's a beautiful place. Yeah, yeah. All right, so tell me about Cajun Catholics. Uh, when you hear that term, uh, Andrew, like, I mean, be, being an Aggie also, mm-hmm. what what are they? What do those people think about Cajun Catholics, or do do they think you had an accent when you went over there? Yeah, they didn't. Uh, my first job was also in New York, and is is the same experience everywhere I've been. They didn't know what to do with me, and I didn't know what to do with them. <laughs> so, um, yeah, I would say, um, yeah, it, you know, they they love. Uh, we used to go on spring break. I would just bring people on tours of Louisiana. Yeah, and so we have such a great a great culture and a great um you know nascent uh faith culture it's natural and um people love it and it's it's very attractive right so i think uh the more we can get the cajun catholic word out there the better yeah and you mentioned your your family being from crowley or you have a lot of relatives there and that's a special place too you know right uh father shoe deeply catholic you know uh deeply german right and uh, yeah yeah, it's it's there's so many wonderful communities around Acadiana and you had asked me like hey why why how did we get down to doing this show and and I, and I think our listeners would know, you know it's it's definitely a mixture of faith and culture but and like I was telling you there's there's so many I'm so a pl- such a pleasure to meet you here today I feel like we're kindred spirits but um, you know, it's, I, I just want, I want the world to know how beautiful our faith is, you know, and I mm-hmm. see it, I see it in everyone who comes in this booth and I'm, I'm so proud of it. Yeah. Oh, absolutely. You know? And it goes back to, we talked about Bishop Sam. I reconnected with him through a, a friend, uh, that works with us, a guy named Paul George. He yeah. does, does retreat stuff now, but, um, 
we reconnect. Bishop Sam used to do the uh, Steubenville stuff when he was in uh, Alexandria, but he started in rain. Okay. And so my mom said we used to go to mass and bitch, you know, you know they called him Father Sam, uh, Sam Jacobs back then. Um, but he was talking about we talked about how in the old days my grandparents they would they would walk to church, you'd walk to school, you'd walk to the grocery store. Everybody was in community, and that natural you know ebb and flow of of society and. I think in the modern times, maybe sometimes we have to remember or try to get back to. We long for those days. Right? Some of that, yeah, yeah I think so. so. Yeah. Um, so having three boys, um, tell me what your thoughts like. That you would hope that one of them would potentially be a priest. Is that something you and your wife have ever talked about? Yeah, we we pray uh, every night for their vocation. Uh, we pray. For, I call it their future spouse. Um, yeah, right. The five-year-old said, you know. The eight-year-old asked him what his spouse's name was going to be, and he said, wife. <laughs> I was like, that's very clever for <laughs> a five-year-old. But, uh, yeah, whoever that may be, right? Uh, is it going to be Jesus or it'll be a woman? Um, we're really open to it. And that's nice. They're, um, they're all so unique and so different, and I guess every parent kind of realizes that once you get into parenthood. But it's, uh, it's awesome. It's been fun. My wife asked me if it's normal f- for them to wrestle this much. And I said, I don't know. I grew up with three sisters, so mm-hmm. you know we're kind of, you know, learning our way through it. So I hear that you play the guitar, and I mentioned about maybe possibly bringing it today. But do do, do you um, sing praise and worship music? I don't. I've never no. done that. Uh, <laughs> we started well. And to get into it, we started. Um, we used to go to duck camps, or still do, go to hunting camps, and or go out with buddies in college, and. Uh, get around a fire and somebody would have a guitar i got a good place for you to come do that too by the way great (laughs) we always like friends of camp so um but yeah we we, we'll we'll mess around and and that kind of stuff i have a good buddy that led praise and worship at Uh a&m and we recently went on a retreat together with paul and bishop sam uh they started this ministry called renew and it's uh it's pretty exciting. It came it came out of genesis of talking to father shoe um but uh we reconnected with my buddy thomas and he does the praise and worship stuff. He hadn't done it in 20 years, and he said, I'm rusty. And I was like, well, you're, the, you're all we got, so you better, you better learn how to do it. I want to remind our listeners, you're listening to Cajun Catholics. To get today's guest is Mr. Andrew Robertson, and, and he's got several, I think I understand it, several businesses he's got going here in Lafayette. He considers himself definitely a big-time entrepreneur. And so is that something that, you know, that you've prayed about? Do you feel like God is involved in, in your ministry of your occupation? Yeah, I think so. Um, I mean, we're doing what we love. Um, we, we're heavily in the oil and gas business, which has been very up and down in the last three or four years. But um, so, yeah, it's caused me to both pray about my vocation and pray through my vocation, I guess. Um, well, let's talk some yeah. oil and gas stuff. You know, okay. uh, my brother and I were having an argument this morning whether if Russia invades Ukraine, which I guess maybe is ongoing, is that good for Lafayette? Are, are not good. What's your thoughts about that? I think long term, anytime uh, dicta- dictatorial people invade um, sovereign nations, that's not great uh, for the world and the geopolitical system. But um, but if the price of oil goes, the price of oil rate. should stay up. I, I have a theory that it's it, regardless if they were doing that or not, oil would be in the 80s or 90s right now. We, okay, we, we haven't focused on supply in the last you know decade really um, since the crash, and so. There's been there's been a, a huge lack of investment in the space. So. Mm-hmm. 
that is supply and demand. Yeah, I find that our economy, although we've diversified so much, but I just think I just think it means so much to our economy. And when the price of oil is up, I mean, I know our business is good. Oh, yeah. Generally speaking. You well, know. and I think it's uh, it's one of those things people don't realize. You know, we we at our office we talk about um, you know our our products and the things that we help produce or service or, or whatnot get doctors to the hospital and preachers to the church and you know those kind of things so it's a it's a you know people can try to we're trying to move on from oil i guess but yeah. I, don't, I don't know if that's the best idea mm-hmm. so, yeah sometime. well tell me about um i was going to ask you um if you read a lot i'm not an academic catholic by any means i do like to read a little bit but i always like our listeners to share something about your faith maybe that you're reading now Mm -hmm. maybe a book or something that you've learned about your faith recently yeah so my wife teases me when we first started uh dating we went on a date and went to barnes and noble and she caught me walking around the aisle i had about 12 books in my hands and then i looked at her and she's like what are you doing and I said, I have a problem. You know, I like to buy books. Don't always read them. <laughs> I think it makes me feel smarter just to buy them. But, but uh, yeah, we, I'm kind of a serial reader, uh, and I read a lot of different things at once, which means I probably, I do don't, that too. I probably don't finish every book I should. Yeah, I'm uh, but, yeah, on the spiritual side, um, and I'm not necessarily picking this up right now, but um, the Jacques Philippe books, Father Jacques Philippe, uh, Searching and Maintaining Peace, um, there's a book about freedom. I forgot the, the okay. title of it, but those are really impactful. I think they're, they're pretty small reads, but they're uh, they're amazing because he gets kind of to the point of, you know, gets to the heart of the matter in terms of that's, business. That's what I want you to tell tell the average listener because hopefully we we are meeting to, to to opening up someone's faith today, but. And those books are sometimes written by academics, but but put that in layman's terms. Like you mentioned that book that you're talking about, and you were getting ready to say, like, what does that mean? What is he trying to relay? What he, what he means is, is that, and I think it, it it relates very well to us. I mean, as as young parents with a bunch of kids and um, many activities, and not necessarily bad things, but we get very busy. And I think um, I've noticed that around the office, we work with a lot of young guys and gals, and people today are running around with our heads cut off a little bit trying to chase each other from activity to activity and um my wife and i uh, try to purposely you know set aside time to be with each other but also to rest with our children to go away for a little while and try not to get into that but the book talks a lot about that busyness and then how to say no no, no you know you need to stop and you need to spend time with christ is the, mm. the main message i think um and he says it a lot more eloquent. I think he's French, but it translates really well. So. Yeah. yeah, and 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 in your personal spiritual life, are you able to do some of that? Do you you uh, partake in adoration or uh, private prayer? We do. Yeah, I, I we try. Um, I, you know, uh, my initials are S A M R. So that's a, I told my wife. I said I need. I'm slow. I went to A and M. I need an acronym. So it's uh, I do. It's uh, sacred scripture, adoration, mass, and a rosary. Or my like initials. That. So then I, that's how I keep, you know, if I can get that done in a day or, or try to in a week, um, that really helps. My wife and I will stop by St. Pius, if I can remember the code. Uh, I always, you know, I always get zero, worried. Of, zero, one, nine, six, eight pounds. That's it, yeah. So <laughs> I always feel weird when I mess up the buttons, and I feel like people are in there freaking out because some, some guy's trying to bust in another code. Yeah, but can, uh, we'll, we'll stop by after uh, a date night. Um, Liz and I went on a treat about seven years ago. An old boss of mine 
um, does a marriage retreat once a year um, and was really impactful for us. And one of the things from that retreat, we had a five-month-old at the time, and it was in Beaver Creek, Colorado, and they said, you know, I was like, look, I don't know if we can make it. And he said, this is not a rain check type event. He was a, he was a kind of demanding person. So, But uh, one of those things that came from the retreat is um, – just spending time with your spouse and date night. And so we try to do that once, once a week. Or Man, once a week. And I don't know how many of you picked up on what he just said, but they go to adoration on date night. And that is, that's pretty awesome. And I uh, certainly want to challenge our listeners to pick up on that. Certainly myself, I've never done that, uh, but boy, that is great. I love that. Yeah. You've yep. been doing that a little while. Uh, yeah. I, I, last, I guess since COVID, yeah. uh, since we can go to a restaurant or not, um, uh, so we try to do that, and um, you know, you know what the result of that is? Huh? More kids, I think. Soon, <laughs> yeah, <laughs> that yeah. is beautiful. Yeah, I like that a lot. Um, that's awesome. Uh, and, and so, you know, we wrestle with this, and I'll ask you the question. So, what's the? No one really gives you a roadmap of what to do in adoration. What What, what do you recommend? What I'm, is your I'm, I might be ADD by nature, and so it's uh, that might actually help me because I don't have to <laughs> focus on one thing. Sometimes, usually, and this is going to sound weird, but I just sit there. Um, Can't beat that. Yeah, and um, I, I think a lot of times I just kind of have, have an active imagination, so I'll just let that run wild and, yeah. and sit there. So, I mean, that, sometimes if you know, we'll pray rosary or read some scripture or something like that, but. Yeah, I'll share something pr- private and personal uh, with everyone and you today. Um, so I've been doing adoration at Pius for a very long time, since since I made Chrissia a long time ago, probably um, 18 years ago. We try to go on Friday mornings. And um, and so Miss Pat, who, who is the keeper of the keys uh, for and opens the Eucharist up early in the morning for us, um, you know, one time she asked me if I wanted, like, the nuclear codes. And I'm like, no, no, I, <laughs> I, I'm not worthy. And I don't – so she opens up. Uh, the Adoration Tabernacle Forest now. But um, in all the years that I've been in, in Adoration on most most Fridays since then in 18 years, I, I bet I haven't looked at the Eucharist mm, less than five or ten times maybe. Uh, uh, and it's just a thing with me. It's like, it's like I don't know if it's a worthiness thing. A heaviness. Or, yeah, I don't know, you know. And, and, and I say that with great um, humility, I guess, But because one thing that came out of my I guess my spirituality and conversion is my mother had seen Jesus present in the Eucharist in the tabernacle in Prairie Roan and at Cursia when she had gone, she started the women's Cursia. Mm-hmm. And so I was intrigued by that. And when I went to Cursia, I wanted to see that. And it made me feel real guilty. You know, it's that passage of, um, you know, blessed are those who believe and, and do not see. Mm-hmm. And that stuck with me some kind of way. And I don't know, it's just a weird thing with me, but I, yeah. don't, I don't look, you know. Um, my, uh, my father-in-law passed away. My wife's dad passed away, but um, before he did, we were—I randomly stopped by his house one day just after work or something—and we had a beer together. And he had mentioned he had just come back around to the Catholic Church, but he had—he um, mentioned going adoration, and he said he said those words. He said, "I couldn't lift my eyes, but like the power of what was before me, like mm-hmm. I couldn't even lift my eyes." And I understood. He was having a hard time explaining it, and I said, I, I know exactly what you're talking about. So it's, uh, it's, it's real. Thing. It's a supernatural thing, I guess, you know. But um, <clears throat> So tell me, uh, this is a profound question, but uh, in your mind, what does heaven look like? 
I have no idea. I, know. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I was raised by a football coach. There's a lot of X's and O's, you know, so I don't know. Uh, like I, a football field, maybe. Yeah, maybe so. I, I, I'm not sure. I don't, uh, my wife teases me. She's like, you're ready for the baby? I said, well, I'll be you know, kind of get going when it's time, you know, so I don't, I don't think too much about just, it. Just going to gonna wait for that to happen. Yeah. I don't have a good answer. So. Yeah. Um, so, uh, again, like you mentioned, uh, that you're doing a lot of, of, of business and, and, and again, can you incorporate this? We've had this conversation cause I am a businessman here in Lafayette and, and, and I try to incorporate my spirituality in a proper way, not an improper way mm-hmm. into my job. But, but are you able to do that? Are you able to do that? And do you do that? Yeah, we do. We, um, well, one, we hired, uh, Paul George works with us now and we started a ministry called renew. Uh, I wanted to call it Catholic Retreat by Owner, but I got shot down. <laughs> but uh, Father Schumacher and I came up with it um, at my sister's wedding. He was next to us at the rehearsal dinner. And um, so I think, you know, from that perspective, I guess he's in our office space. And so he's in and around. And, you know, we'll, we'll go we'll go to lunch or I'll grab two of my – we have 51st Cousins. We have two, two of the guys work with us. Um, so we'll go to Mass at noon or we'll walk into the office and we'll grab people you know an invite that's nice and we um father shu actually took we went to some hill country property we have that we bring really honestly bring customers to mm-hmm. but we we did a retreat up there on the hilltop uh with our guys from the office so we try to you know i think uh it, it's a balance nice. and act between not being i don't, I don't know respectful or yeah, yeah uh holiness is attractive but if you're, you're too um I don't know how to say it. Aggressive people, it would turn people off. I like uh, to say overzealous. You yeah, know? that's a good way to say it. Uh, and that's well said. And you, I mentioned, you mentioned when I called you last week, you said the Hill Country, and that caught my attention because my, my daughter and them were living in San Antonio for a yeah. while. So that's like around Bernie and all that. Yeah, yeah. Medina is the name okay. of the town. So Beautiful place and very Catholic. Yeah, yeah. They, they uh, Fredericksburg area, we had some friends from A&M that uh, were from there and got married out there and yeah, they, a lot of a lot of good people out there. My my, uh, my kids met some wonderful people out there. Just a few minutes left on the show, um, Andrew, and uh, um, have you thought much about um, what you want your legacy to be? Uh, I mean, I know, I know, I think I know where the answer is going to go because you mentioned it. You kind of day by day right here, but but mm-hmm. anyway, have you thought about that much? Uh, not too much. I mean, uh, we uh, we read a lot of business books, and you you read a lot about guys donating a lot of wealth to different causes or naming buildings stuff like that i mean if if my legacy could be my my children uh compound their catholic faith with their families or through the priesthood that'd be wonderful um and then this ministry stuff that we're doing um my grandfather used to talk a lot about the power of compounding and before we got into business we had no we had no idea what that meant but you know applying that business concept to the spiritual world i love that. if we can keep uh figuring out a way in this ministry stuff to keep compounding and uh two by two in it so to speak i think that would be a great legacy just keep building on on our faith yeah i love that i think I, that's what 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 separates the cajun catholics is they want more yeah you know and i think that's a beautiful thing favorite cajun dish Probably my mom's etouffee all right or gumbo that's actually up for grabs they, they can you cook awesome. a gumbo 
Uh, no, I'll, well, I can, but I, I use the rue that at the grocery store. So my wife can do it really well. So. Yeah. I'll share this with our, just a minute left on the show, but you know, that, uh, rue is like to me in our faith life, right? Is that the, all those things that we do, uh, as piety, like the rosaries and the adoration and that's the rue we build. And then we make yeah. our gumbo out in the community, you know, that's awesome. Yeah. Unfortunately, I burn my rue all the time <laughs> so I have to figure that's that out. I have confession. <laughs> yeah. exactly. Well, it's been such a pleasure to have you on the show today um you've been uh, listening to cajun catholics with mr andrew robertson uh, entrepreneur renew i think you can find his some more information about his business somewhere yeah uh, it's um i don't know the website's name but look up renew ministries google that it's paul george uh i have nothing to do with it other than i show up sometimes right. so. well again thank you so much for being on the show you've been a blessing to all of us and know that you'll be in my prayers and uh, god bless you thank you god bless you too. all right my friend you've been listening to cajun catholics until next time engage the cajun catholic in you <laughs>